everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from gorgeous fall in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the need, once again, the need for atheists to be more visible and to be out there in the world. And we have uh, sort of some some more context and whatnot that we'll be talking about. And so yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. That's coming up on the second half of the we, show. We, we got an angle for you guys, but we're not going to tell you what it is. And uh, so yeah, it's 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 going to be good. It's a yeah. good conversation. We're going to get animated. We 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 might uh, we might yell. I don't know. Who knows oh. what's going to happen? All right. It's really hard to predict these things. Well, Dan. Yeah. Do, do you remember? Back when this show basically couldn't go a week without some sort of rage-fueled tirade about COVID denying dumb-dumbs out there in the world. <laughs> oh, do, with do you remember so those fun, times? With so remember much that? funness, I remember it. Oh, yes. I I wasn't worked up at all. <laughs> no, no. It was it was those were the the Halcyon days of your I think we all were worked up. If you were on our side of things, you were worked up about people not wearing their masks right. And yeah. uh, and if you're on the other side of things, you were just worked up about people wearing masks, period. At all, um, yeah. <laughs> well, the, a recent study has come out. Uh, it's uh, being published in uh, the JAMA Health Forum. It's found that uh, one in 20 people in the United States who had COVID-19 used something like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine instead of of (laughs) seeking actual medical uh, attention. Attention. Okay. And whatnot. Um, And did it save them? uh, Who knows? (laughs) Um, the um yeah six percent uh reported using these obviously unfounded treatments uh these yeah. were parts of uh sort of the conspiracy theory circles that spread yeah. weird information about uh vaccines and whatnot um ivermectin if you'll recall is an anti-parasitic drug and hydroxychloroquine right. uh is a medicine that's used to treat some types of malaria and lupus right and these were yeah, not approved and- at all for treatment of uh, COVID nineteen. And, and also, uh, like there was not a there, you know, there's a limited supply of hydroxychloroquine, and the people with lupus and mm, you know, mm-hmm. people need it. It's yeah. like it's you know, life changing medicine for them, and you're just taking it because some ding dong on the TV said, "Well, this is probably going to help." Yeah. Um, That's frustrating. One of the more shocking things to me, parts of this, not so much, but, but there are a couple details that were shocking. In okay. The, uh, the study showed that males, people with college degrees, people with greater income, and Hispanic people were more likely to have taken ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Oh, okay. People with a college degree. What? Yeah. 
What? Well, it's it's what? those guys. They're the ones that can get access to it. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but that's uh, like, these are, I, I would hope more for more from people with college educations that maybe you should be out there trusting uh you the know science the sciences trust your doctor trust what you, know. <laughs> you have a little bit you have a little bit of education like i just uh, don't yeah. don't throw it down the drain like that don't ignore headline it. american uh education not going great <laughs> including uh, higher uh, the higher version uh, and then there's this tidbit, um, uh, people, um, over the age of 65, uh, were associated with being less likely to use a non-evidence-based treatment like these. Really? Two. Yeah. That yeah. kind of makes sense. You know, they've got their Medicare and everything's working great for them. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, they, they, the science they have, has always treated them well. Yeah. They have socialized medicine because they're old enough for it in this country. We just, right. you know, they complain about in, it for anybody else, but they like it for themselves. <laughs> it's, we don't talk about it. We don't refer to it as socialized medicine enough. I, I, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of this, um, isn't surprising. The study found that respondents who reported trust in social media and Donald Trump, uh, were the most likely to have taken the two. Yeah, no. They, yeah. Thank yeah. you for the study, uh, researchers. We, did not, <laughs> we didn't need your study to know that, but thank you nonetheless. Yeah. Um, while those who trusted in physicians and hospitals were less likely to. So, yeah, there were, um, let's see, thir over 13,000 adults uh, were surveyed uh, as part of the, the research. So, boy, COVID, uh, it really exposed... And laid bare some things about American society and society in general. Like it, it, the, the article also says that uh, Canada and Australia had their fair share of people taking ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's 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 not just us. We 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 definitely excel at this level of stupidity. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's people and, in general, or and the, the world that we live in with all of the misinformation that's out there, it's everywhere. You it's say it's not just terrifying. us, but it's it's those guys because of us. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's uh, it's our idiot media that's out there like, well what if it was this? What if we did that? Whatever. You know, the, it's 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 Fox News, which by the way, I guess Fox News is run by uh, an Australian guy, so maybe it's maybe it's all Australia's fault. I'm uh, hey, like sure. Let's we have to blame somebody, Dan. It's the Aussies. God damn it, Down Under, get your act together. I don't buy that for a minute, Dan. <laughs> I think they exported one bad seed who was... Uh, <sighs> they, let, they let that guy get rich, though. They shouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. He should never have, he should never have been able to break into the, the U.S. market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck Rupert Murdoch. All right, yeah. um, I am going to... So, here's an interesting thing. Uh, right on the heels of some... Big occurrences. The 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 Pope, you've heard of him. The the mm. the, the the titular head. Yeah, I guess he's not titular. The the head is mm -hmm. titular apply of the Catholic Church. Uh Pope Francis re released a recent 12-page uh encyclical called mm. Laudate Deum. I love a good encyclical, Dan. Yeah, sure, sure. Everybody loves Just a good, a good 
a good laudate. I just, I just wait every, every, yeah. I, I, like when I can get a good encyclical, um, <laughs> I it, prefer really... an exultate deum to a laudate deum, <laughs> but you know, if we're, but yeah, a sick an encyclical is always a great thing. Anyway, laudate deum basically says, Hey, ding dongs. And this is something that Pope Francis has said before. Hey, ding dongs. We need to take care of the environment, the environment, you know, we're, we're in a global warming's legit and we need to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Good. that was the thing. Good. A- at the same time, a group of mostly mainline Protestant and Jewish leaders launched a campaign called One Home, One Future, uh, calling for climate solutions, meaningful change in how we approach our climate. Hmm. That's great. And yet, with that as the backdrop, out comes a new poll, a new survey by the Public Religion Research Institute. Things are not looking good. <laughs> it is, it is, uh, the, uh, basically all, this poll was all about uh, whether people believe that there is a climate crisis happening. Now, I don't know if these people were there for the last year, but uh, I was there. And right. I was watching as like crazy tsunamis and earthquakes and and hurricanes and hurricanes on the wrong side of our continent and all sorts of crazy shit yeah. is happening. I don't know if we can blame the earthquakes. Yeah, I was going to. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a seismologist. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll tell you this, too. Uh, it's done wonders for Utah. Utah's doing great with climate change. Uh <laughs> But the rest, there's a lot of bad shit happening out there, fires and whatnot. Anywho, so the question is, is climate change a crisis? Are we in a climate crisis? Yes, yes it is. Uh, the The correct answer is yes. Uh, spoiler alert, Frank. Way to, oh, way to give away the me? ending. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was I, a I think quiz. People know. I thought I I you think were people just, know. You were curious, Dan, about where it stood. <laughs> anyway. You 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 will not be shocked by the results of this poll, but maybe you will be shocked by the degree of the results of this poll. Oh, the okay. religiously unaffiliated, that am us, is mm-hmm. the only group for whom more than a third of them got this right. Uh, 43%, only 43% of uh, respondents to this poll, uh, of religiously unaffiliated respondents, believe that it's a crisis. Hmm. That's up. So they did the same poll back in 2014. So there's so there's a comparison point. Uh-huh. Uh, the religiously unaffiliated back then it was at 33 percent. Now it's only now it's at 43 percent. So hmm. that's that's a that's a correct uh, change. Mm-hmm. The of religiously affiliated people, not oh. a single group made it over 33 percent. Oh God. There is not a single group that is more that that more than a third of them believes that we're in the middle of a climate crisis right now. Oh climate my crisis. god! Uh, now, the, okay, 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 okay. Here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're you're saying climate crisis. Yes. Which is a different question than do you believe in climate change? Right. Like, like it, it yeah. does, it, it, it does suggest that some heads are buried in the sand, right? If, if you mm-hmm. can't see the climate crisis around you, right, that does seem to be a problem. But like, w- like, 
this isn't the same though as saying that they don't believe in change at all, right? Or that no, we this is maybe... not that. That is not the question. Okay, at hand. okay, okay. I just the question make... at hand is: Is it a crisis? Right now, okay. presumably, several of the people who answer no also don't believe that there's climate change. Oh, I would think that there's that that's a large number. Yeah, but yes. it, surely there are those who are like, oh yeah, I believe in climate change, but I don't think it's we're not at a crisis yet, right? Yeah. So yes, the the religion of of the religious uh people unsurprisingly uh, the Jewish contingent is hmm. uh the smartest <laughs> uh having they're almost almost they've got almost a third of them uh caught up on this. Um it, they're at 32% who believe that it is a a crisis. Interestingly, a very small change from 2014 to 2023. 31% to 32%. So hmm. that's that's interesting. Protestants uh, in general, depending on who you are, so white m- mainline even non-evangelical Protestants have gone from 19% to 22%. Yeah. Um black Protestants have gone from 19 to 24%. Hmm. Um Catholics have gone Man, when your pope has been flogging this for years and you only go from 16 to 20%, Come on, Catholics. Come on. Get your act together. Yeah. You will not be surprised to hear that white evangelical Protestants are the worst. Oh, no. Uh, oh, I will say Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, mm-hmm. they, they have stayed. Oh, maybe they weren't included in the last one. They are, they are at 10%. What? Ten. I mean, a lot of them live in Utah, and you'd be hard-pressed to... Call what's happening yeah, here a crisis. Like I said, <laughs> it's, it's been gorgeous. Great. It's been great. It's been for fantastic. Us. We have <laughs> mild winters and beautiful summers, and uh, <laughs> it's it's been fan- it, You know, it couldn't be going better. <laughs> <laughs> Things are a little weird. Inland hurricanes every now and then. You know. Oh yeah. But for the most part, uh, you know, other than some trees being knocked down for no good yeah, reason. Anyway, but who uh, who cares about? White evangelical Protestants, back in 2014, they were at 13%. They have Ooh. since dropped no. to 8%. Whoa. Whoa. Only That's terrifying. 8%. Yeah. And well, these are the people, us- and if we're just doing geography here, like these people just lived through the worst summer ever. Right. Yeah. How recent are these numbers, did you say? Well, it's 2023. It's this year. Mm. I don't know. Uh, you know, they haven't had a lot of time to do it. Even but. last summer was awful for them. So it's not like all these heat domes and crap. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's absurd. It's kind of, it's, but here's the other thing. That's the, that, that is the Fox News believing crowd. That is, yeah. and they have been getting a steady stream of, this is, the problem is that what's happening is that the politicians are using every wedge issue they can. Yeah. And what they do is they say, our identity is tied into not believing this. Yeah. It's not just, you know, well, the science is unclear. It's that if you believe this, you're a filthy Democrat. Yeah. And you don't want to be the filthy Democrat, do you? So well, fewer and fewer yeah. people are believing it, even though it's like all of the science uh is in agreement they're not in agreement about like 
necessarily well, the yeah. degree to which it's a crisis or what the crisis is going to look like or what the solutions are or whatever. But yeah, I mean, everybody that, knows it's a crisis. I mean, that's that is, though, why I wanted to kind of ask about like and or make sure that what we're talking about is crisis and not belief in. Because uh, I was listening to NPR this week and they were talking about how belief in climate change has been, you know, going up and up and up and up. But what mm. what now the strategy is amongst the those that, that, you know, the industries that need people to not be taking action <laughs> yeah. on climate issues, that the strategy is no longer to deny the climate change it's to question the solutions. Right. Right. And so there's all these things about windmills, like killing bald eagles and shit, right. <laughs> that like circulates around. <laughs> and this is the new strategy, right? Yeah. And, and because the I last thing that anybody wants, because th there's no way that they could benefit from like clean energy. That would be, that would be silly. <laughs> right. It's so weird. Here's the other thing. Uh, I think that there has to, it, you can't divorce this from the religion in the sense of like, if you believe, genuinely believe that there is a God who can just fix it and mm -hmm. probably will. Yeah. You don't worry about it. Yeah, that's true. Too. You, just, you can just shrug it off. And well, I think and that's part of the, that's a huge part of the problem. And when you hear about the sort of the, the signs of the times, the, la the, the signs of the last days that they're impending, you know, and you hear mm. this like list of things about what's going to be going on in the world. And it's like, well, that just sounds like climate change. Right. And it's like, well, but right. I want the end of days. Right. Like I want yeah. Jesus to come back. Why would I fight the thing that's going to hasten his return? Right. Like yeah, they they exactly. want the planet to burn. Because the prophecy yeah. says the planet's going to burn, right? Well, or at least they believe in prophecy some, that says that the planet will burn. Yeah, there is some good news out of this poll. Oh. Uh, so I want I want to end this segment with a with a good news moment, which is that one of the ways that they that they sort of show one of the things that they also asked was in my life, religion is. A the most important thing, B mm. one of one among many important things, C not as important as other things, or D not important. Mm. Let me tell you something. Since religiously unaffiliated is the group that's going to save us, and we're going to talk about that later in later in the show. Mm -hmm. It is a very good thing that that very last category of re religion is not important. Mm -hmm. went from 33% in 2014 to 45% in 2023. Wow. Wow. And and the next category up, the not as important as other things category, mm -hmm. went from 27% to 32%. Holy shit. So what? Those two things, that totals 77%. Wow. That's that's promising. That is Think, very promising. Things are going kind of in the right direction, I suppose. Yeah. So if <laughs> if if the category that gets this right the most is religiously unaffiliated, uh -huh. then we and then it's clear that we need more religiously unaffiliated, and that is happening. That's fast. wonderful. Well, Dan. So, yeah. Here's a story of uh, maybe that not happening fast enough for one young teenager. 
Oh, dear. Um, high school student, 17 years old, a dancer, um, quite the, 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 the young uh, citizen, I would say. She's uh, president of her, of her high school government. Um, mm. She's on her way to college and lottie oh, all that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Um, it sounds like she's just an all-around involved and uh, bright young human being. Um, oh, you are going to break my heart right now, aren't you? <laughs> she goes, uh, this is, I say this is down in Louisiana. Oh, um, she do goes that. to Walker High School in the uh, Livingston Parish, wherever mm. that is. Um <laughs> And, uh, she was, uh, at a, after, I think it was after a school dance. The, the parents have started doing these like after parties, right? Where they host like a big dancing event after the prom or after homecoming or whatnot to keep the kids out of real trouble, right? Like let them have some fun, blah, 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 blah. Well, she was there. It was D there was a DJ, um, parents are around, and the DJ, uh, she's out on the dance floor and she's, she's having a good time with her friends and the DJ films about 15 seconds of her shows it to the, to her mom and to her, um, and asks if he can post it on social media and they're like, yeah, fine. Sure. Uh, well the high school principal, uh, Jason St. Pierre caught wind of the video and found it to be to have crossed a line. She was dancing too provocatively. Uh-huh. And so she was called into his office uh, where he and a, another uh, high school staff member, teacher, I think, uh, told her that they were removing her from student government and what? that she and that he, the high school principal, would no longer be recommending her for the scholarships that he was supposedly going to be helping her out with. Um, oh. Like revo- <laughs> essentially revoking his letters of recommendation or whatnot, right? And he then printed out some Bible verses, highlighted sections, mm. hands mm. it over to her, and also informs her that she was no longer eligible for student of the year. So... <laughs> This is uh, obviously fucking outrageous. Um, I knew, I knew the moment you said that the principal's name was Jason, we were in trouble. <laughs> that is, there's no principal, no serious person is named Jason. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't true. Damn, I don't think that's true. Anyway, what I want to talk about is the public response to this. Obviously, okay. the 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 her parents are upset and she's upset and yeah. um the and school I'm district upset. apparently is supposed to be looking into it but the community is outraged as you would expect right good now a good. lot of the people they just see it as an issue of she she wasn't on school property she wasn't representing the school um and that so he's overstepped his his bounds as principal other people are picking up on lines that go something along lines of this. Uh, just this is a quote from somebody posting on f- the Facebook group for the school. Uh, just yeah. because a majority of the community is Christian doesn't mean that's acceptable. WHS is a public school. 
says so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. Uh, here's one I don't fully agree with, but again, she's on the right track. Uh, she says, I am a Christian. I love this is the part I don't like. Uh, I love that most teachers use our beliefs as a reference for the kids to go through life. But when you use it to bully and dictate children, it's wrong. Okay, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> and uh, apparently th- this is this is the line. Right. People are, they're, they're like, Hey, listen, like this isn't, this isn't the way to be Christian or Hey, like this is a public school, like your Christianity, like leave it at home. Right. And people are actually saying it. And I think that this story needs to be amplified because I honestly think that, that nobody, very few people hear this story, right. Of a principal getting all churchy and Jesus-y with a student who was not had nothing first of all he shouldn't be getting jesus c at all right right toward a, toward a student Correct. but um i think this is a story that people who don't understand or maybe haven't processed the need for religion to be outside of the schools it's one where you can get them going down the road right mm. you can get them to start because like this woman, I love that most teachers use our beliefs as a reference for the kids to go through life. That line. I hate mm. it because, you know, she also crosses the line, right? Yes. In the classroom. She actually probably says things about Jesus, right? Or being a good yeah. Christian and just doesn't hear it, right? Yeah. She doesn't understand the privilege. She doesn't. She, it is a big Christian, largely Christian community, right? But she gets that you can't use it to bully, right? Yeah. And so she gets that it that whatever role she sees it having that there is a line for it, right? And I just think that this story needs to be talked about. This story needs to be spread because it's it's the kind of story that if people just stop and think about it for a second, you get them one step closer to understanding the need to have Jesus and religion out of school. Period. Yeah. Um, but also like like the the problem with that is that one of the big issues with this whole story is that it's about controlling women mm. and i feel like that's part of the that's part of what needs to be discussed and that's not going to be like there's so many problems with this story there's so many things yeah. that are going wrong yeah as this yeah. happens and, it's and i hear you on that i think though that if it, that if you approach it as this is a Christian man overstepping his bounds. I think you can wrap a lot of that into it. Now, obviously what the community is responding to and they're not saying it is exactly what you just said, right? Like that's why this mom and the daughter are, are so outraged because they live in a time when, when, when women are free to, to, to dance and have a good time out, you know, and like, and, and to shake it, right? Like the mom talks about how, her daughter has been dancing since she was two years old and she's into like hip hop dance. And, um, she's, and, and she says that she's danced this way for school performances is what she says as well. Yeah. Right. And so it's like this really weird thing where it's finally just rubbed this principle wrong. Right. And, uh, and, and, and so they are responding to that. But I think you can't ignore, like, you obviously can't ignore the fact that he's introducing this Christian lesson, right? His Christian lesson 
into his interaction with, with this student. You're the one that's making it weird, Jason. You're the one that's sexualizing it, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's gross and it's creepy, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm not on board. All right. Uh, so I'm going to throw out a, a trigger warning here. This is a, this uh, story will cover child abuse and sexual abuse. So just fast forward a bit. If you, if, if, if that's going to be triggering for you, I, we're going to talk about something. It's these every now and then we actually have to cover stories like this. I just need everyone. We, we need to be aware of it. We talked a few weeks ago about Tim Ballard and the uh, sex trafficking, the, the, the cosplay commandos, of of Operation Underground Railroad out there saving kids by dive rolling into into you know child sex rings and whatever and it's all bullshit and they're they're doing more harm than good and whatever. Um, and w- one of the things that we mentioned in that is that if you actually want to prevent child sex trafficking, may- maybe just go into a church. Uh, and here's. I'm just going to mention one story of what that looks like. Uh, this was a, uh, there was a family, uh, the garlic family, hmm. they, Benjamin and Chantel garlic, and their six adorable little children. Um, and they, you know, recently they had a GoFundMe cause they needed to buy a new van. Cause they like to drive around, uh, the South, preaching he does he does uh spanish language preaching oh. which he thinks is very important uh so he goes he, so he travels around the south brings his whole family in tow so they've got this very large passenger van that carries all of their stuff and their incredibly large family uh <laughs> but they needed a new one anyway like though you know they're they're sort of the 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 family that all the Christians think of when they think of a really good Christian family, just uh, just just adorable and out there doing the Lord's work. Well, it it should come as no surprise to any of our listeners that both of them uh, were arrested. Benjamin, oh, thirty two years old, uh, faces let's see. Five counts of aggregate, aggravated rape of a child. Oh god! Five counts yeah. of sexual battery, like basically. And we don't know actually if if these are their kids, but presumably so. The uh, his wife, uh, who's twenty nine years old, Chantal Garlic, was uh, also indicted on uh, counts of facilitating oh. aggravated rape of a child god. and abuse, neglect, or endanger- endangerment. Of a child eight and under, um, and that's the thing is that they were model that you know they look for all the world like the cutest damn family you ever saw. That's what child sex trafficking actually looks like. It is trusted mm. family members or friends of the family. It is not you know that it's not some foreign organization out there. You know, that does happen on occasion. Uh, you know, that 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 there are industries that exist out in the world that are that are sex rings that control people. But the vast majority of of uh 
of child sexual abuse and and trafficking is is something that happens in you know in on small scale uh and it's often family members yeah yeah most definitely so yeah that's fun you tell a story now that fixes it fix it (laughs) you change the subject quick do something oh my god dan i mean all right well yeah that's no pressure dan Um, no not at all i definitely have a story that's not that and that doesn't need to be trigger warned Um, that's good yeah so over there in the philippines um a drag queen is uh, in jail um for apparently crossing the line in that country um the legal line about what is um uh, appropriate behavior he uh, i'm sorry they um dressed as jesus and performed a rock rendition of the lord's prayer okay um and has been arrested under the philippines uh obscenity laws Um, this was obscene um (laughs) apparently let's see they were arrested the law under which they were arrested prohibits quote immoral doctrines obscene publications and exhibitions and indecent shows and you're not allowed to offend any religion apparently Mm. under this law yeah um, the allegations say uh, that they violated a cybercrime law as well because the oh. video was posted online. So um, they feel that the performance uh, was an expression of the feeling of being excluded uh, as a queer person in a deeply Catholic country. Uh, they say, I understand that people call my performance blasphemous, offensive, or regrettable. However, they should tell me how they shouldn't tell me, sorry, how I practice my faith or how I do my drag. That performance was not for you to begin with. (laughs) It is my experience and my expression of having been denied my rights. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes, that that is a correct argument. Yes. Something tells me it will fall on deaf ears. Oh, absolutely. Um, Telling Christians this is not your business has not traditionally worked out well. (laughs) The vast Catholic majority in the country uh, obviously really likes this law um, and and who they can uh, target it with. Someone else in the article was talking about... um, uh, you know, they, they say they want respect, meaning the Catholics, um, but they refuse to respect us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not, not fun. Um, the performance, um, it, it, I didn't find a video of it, um, but I did see a still from a performance by this, by this drag queen. And uh, yeah, it looks like a looks like a raucous good time. And once yeah. again, I think like why people can't just leave like the point of it. Not this isn't for you, right? This this yeah. Th- this we're not people don't do these performances for you know the, <laughs> strictly the point the, the point of crossing lines into what believers think is blasphemy, right? Or would call blasphemy. Right. In, in these settings, it's not about the offense, even though they know that it would be offensive, 
right? The performers would know that. What, right. It's it's the exuberance of crossing that line together in public, right? Of of yeah. of saying that this thing doesn't matter, right? To to them. And it's it's yeah. Anyway, this is where the world is right now. And I'm I hate to hear stories like this. So anyway. Yeah. What have you got? You know, the the other crazy (laughs) thing is that that person may actually be a believer. You know, they mention their own faith. Maybe they're even a believer, but like they're doing belief in their way. They're literally doing an expression. They're, they're, they're performing an art piece. Mm -hmm. Art is about talking about the hard parts of life frequently. Right. Not always, but it's frequently like that's the point of art. One of the points of art. So and and if it's not for you, but yeah, try to tell a Christian that the world doesn't revolve around them. Go ahead. It'll go real well. This isn't for you. Everything's for me. Right. All right. Um, well, I'm going to close with a story. You know, we talk every now and then for some reason, football has to make it onto our show. It's football season. And therefore, like for whatever reason, Somehow there has to be an intersection with football and a show about religion in the, in culture. Uh, and this is a, yet another one. F- fortunately, it's not about coaches forcing, you know, public school kids to pray, but it is weird. Uh, and I think we've covered this, a uh, kind of occurrence before, but, uh, this year Valley Christian Academy, which is a, a obviously a religious school in uh, Santa, Santa Maria, California, uh, they had they were forced, forced, I say, to forfeit a game uh, no. this year. No, why? Like, what yeah. happened? They, well, they couldn't play it because the other team cheated <laughs> and put girls on the team. <laughs> what? Yeah, the the other team has a couple of uh a couple of girls playing okay. for them. And this was uh, just too much. And you you just can't have I Here's the thing. I can't even follow the logic of this one. Maybe you can help me with it. Okay. How do why why can why is it not okay for them to play football? Is is it because they'll be like touching the girls the boys will be touching the girls it's a contact sport i guess i mean is that what it is tackling is not exactly touching you know what i mean like it it's not like there's anything sexy happening out there nothing sexy but they touched and maybe maybe it's a unfair advantage because the young boys might be uh they don't they, they might be a little awkward about the grabbing a girl right Oh my gosh. Right? I mean, is that it's, it? it's, it's, I or don't know. Is it just improper roles? This is not a proper role for a girl. And we yeah, don't want our boys I mean, to I, see that. Frankly, I, if I were to guess, and I, you know, I, I didn't call any of the, uh, I, di- I didn't reach out for comment from any of the uh, parties. But if I were to guess, I would say that I'm guessing that the coaches, of the uh, the Valley Christian Academy would not be able to articulate in any kind of coherent way why it's not okay. <laughs> I, 
Oh, I'm, isn't there I'm that line in the ju- Bible about football and being a, <laughs> being a, being a men's sport? And, it's not, it's not and, a Jesus, sport. and Jesus said unto them, Lo, let thy, let thy women not play in the game, for, for they are, uh, I don't know. Why? <laughs> I, can't, I can't figure it out. I can't even, usually I can guess, you know, I can get in their heads decently enough that I can sort of coax out what I think their issue is. Uh, but in this case, I am just, I'm just baffled. Um, of course, maybe it's just that like, you know, violence against women that belongs in the home, Dan, not on the, not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think a, a violence against women joke is exactly what was called for in that moment. So like, oh, you know, you don't do, you don't do that out on yeah. the field for all the world to see. Yeah, that kid can't hit that girl. It's not she's not his wife. <laughs> you can't throw her to the ground. <laughs> How dare you? I don't know. Okay. Okay. That we're we're getting close to a line. I don't know where the line is, but I know I know we're touching it. I know we're there. Oh, good god. Well, Uh, There you go. I I don't know what else to say about it. Go out and play football. I guess it's a good way if you're in, in, you know, the, the sort of the, the double a league, not the, not the, you know, if if you're not one of the, in the big school uh, things, if you're just playing against littler schools, this is a good way to force uh, to, to force for uh, forfeits. So the other teams don't, can't play you. You're the You'll state go up champs in the standings. because <laughs> you become Throw the some girls on the team because yeah, nobody will play you. Everybody forfeits. <laughs> you just by default, yeah. you're the state champions. Yeah. I yeah, like maybe. It. All right. Well, if you have anything you'd like to say about any of our stories this week, feel free to write into us podcast at thank God I'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, I I, I decided to bring us some good marriage advice. Mm. Uh, so so listen up if you're if you're thinking of getting married, if you've just gotten married, if you're new mm. to the whole game, this is a this is this is really good advice. Uh, I don't know how things could get better. This is um, you'll you'll be hearing from Isabella Riley Moody, wife mm-hmm. to Josiah David Moody, mm. uh, and the they're very very young people. And one of the things that I always say is, if you're going to take marriage advice, make sure to take it from very very young people because <laughs> they know everything there is to know about marriage for sure. Uh, but yes, Isabella is going to to speak to the ladies. Mm. I'm I suffice it. To, I just want you all to know, I didn't choose uh, the the young man's advice because that's even worse than what we're about to hear. Um, oh, but God. yeah, here's some good marital advice from from one young woman to to other young women. Uh, this is this is good Christianity for you. Here we go. Um, I feel like to young women, 
unironically, they need to find a man that's very misogynistic. If you at all want to have a guy that's going to, like, make you follow his frame and you need to find a strong Christian man that's going to put you in your place or else you're going to dominate the relationship. And when a woman dominates the relationship, it's destined for failure because I see even how I was different, like, in my previous relationship. I was dominating and I was such a bitch, like such a Jezebel. And, you know, I wasn't always like a good wife or like this great, like a, or even Christian, I used to be atheist, but he has completely transformed who I am and how I act because he's such a strong Christian man and he doesn't let me get by on things. He always will nitpick everything because he's literally training me how to be a good Christian wife. You need to be trained. Wow. Women are bitches and they need to be trained. So that's my advice. Find a man that will train you. That's a... Oh, uh, wow. That's marital advice from the world of young Christianity. Oh, God. I feel, I feel like that couldn't have gone better. I feel like she has set herself up for so much success uh, out in the world and and in her marriage. Don't you think? Um... Yeah, like I want to check in with these guys and like, I don't know, a couple years, see how it's going, yeah. see how she, yeah. she, see how she feels about but, being yeah. nitpicked and uh, <laughs> told what give to it, do. Give, let's give it ten years. They'll have kids. They'll be. Uh, sh- he'll be, you know, doing nothing for the for the relationship except nitpicking, uh-huh. and she'll be doing just days after day, just just labor for days on end uh trying to keep the family going that'll yeah. be great yeah she's gonna be sounds, s- it's super happy super happy <laughs> but she won't be a bitch so that's good good lord yikes yikes go back go back yeah. to the atheism it will save you just yeah look you don't need christianity you just don't be a bitch you don't need any training if you were a bitch just don't don't be that. Oh, golly. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, the the overt call for misogyny sounds great. Well, on a totally other note, we had some lovely people write into us and call into us. Uh, I'll start us off with Dr. Tom, who says, hi, guys. Uh, this is in reference to the, the video game that you and I talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, that had, had the religious stuff in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Tom says... Steam tells me Steam for those of you uninitiated is a a gaming platform. Mm-hmm. Steam tells me that I am 118.9 hours into Starfield right now. Oh, wow. Uh which compared to some people is not that much, I reckon. It's still <laughs> plenty. That's a lot. Uh when you first announced that you would be talking about the game, I thought it would be about the right wingers acting all triggered over quote wokeism in the game. Oh my. For example, when you build your character, not only are you given all sorts of choices of physical features uh, running the diversity of humanity, you are given a choice of pronouns independent of the gender of your character, oh, or wow. the gender your character presents. Hmm. Uh, the non-player characters, NPCs in the game, are beautifully diverse as well. Many hmm. NPCs off, uh, involved in the story and side quests have same-sex spouses. And it is possible to woo and marry your own same-sex spouse as well. Really? I suggest huh. taking a look at the Steam discussions on the game. They are uh, there are too many threads about wokeism. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be. 
going into Steam just to find all of the assholes complaining about people can do lifestyles that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, apparently, Dr. Tom says, uh, my character is same-sex married, uh, and we are flying around the reachable galaxy, killing pirates and cultists while engaging in side quests. That's, that's fun. That's lovely. Have, yeah. yeah. There you go. There's so many things to talk about, apparently. These games going woke. Fascinating. A uh, little piece of trivia about that game. I had no idea. Yeah. Does <laughs> it make you want to play it now? Um, I'm... I'm a little more intrigued. I mean, usually, <laughs> usually how that style of game goes is uh, Dave, my husband, will download one of those. That's a game like that. Mm -hmm. And I and he'll play it and I'll watch him play it. I'll, I'll walk through and I'll see him playing it. Right. And I'll stop. And yeah. I'll watch the screen for a minute. I'm like, what's going on? And he'll tell me a little detail and I'll be like, huh? All right. And I mosey. And then like. I'll be like, well, I want to play, right? And I make uh -huh. him teach me how, like, the controller for that game, which buttons to push, right? Uh -huh. To do what and kind of what I'm supposed to do. I'll be ridiculously frustrated with it for a while. And then all of a sudden, I'll be the one playing it. And he's like, you know, <laughs> just done. And I'll, and I'll go and I'll then go months and months and months playing it. And he played it for like a couple weeks, maybe. <laughs> and and so usually I end up like sort of taking over the game and uh, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. So right. I, I will, I need to get him to uh, download it and yeah, <laughs> figure it out. For yeah. Me. Lure, lure him into it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Tom had a whole bunch of other interesting uh, things about it. You know, apparently you can pick not only like as you're building it, not only do you get to choose like if you're religious or not, you can choose extrovert versus introvert. You can really? choose all kinds of things. Yeah, that's not. I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I have to say. Yeah, it sounds. sounds all right. Fun. Uh, I this is this is from. All right, I'm gonna just say it, I guess, because that's how we signed it. They signed it. Uh, this is from Cumhammer, who says. Greetings, heathens. Uh, you had an article about Greece this week. I'm not sure why, but for the longest time, I never thought of Greece as being super Christian. At least not as much as your your Italy's, your Spain's, France's, and Portugal's uh, with the Catholics and your, the England's and Germany's and Scandinavians with the Protestants. I guess in my mind, they had the Greek gods and then more or less got over that and were riding shotgun on the Catholic versus Protestant wave with the rest of Europe. I never really gave any attention to Orthodox Christianity being a whole shebang different. Maybe it's a Mo thing, uh, that would be a Mormon thing, where the Orthodox flavors and Coptic, for that matter, are just completely dismissed. Maybe just a simple product of Roman Catholic and Protestant doctrines are the more common points of contention Mo's have have to contend with when going door to door, and that's what we're trained uh, trained for early on. I don't know. All <laughs> that is to say, I feel my Utah LDS upbringing left me woefully ignorant to two thousand years of Greek Christianity that is just as significant as the Roman and Protestant flavors. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, what about the, uh, it's? You're it's from Salt Lake. The, no Greek fest. No. Uh... <laughs> Right? No going down to the Greek Orthodox Church for Greek fest. And, 
getting yourself some uh, some some spanakopita. Yeah, watch it's the Greek delicious. dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to. Uh, we 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 have a voicemail. We do indeed. Do we uh, this is just a nice uh, little um, some nice feedback. So let's have a listen. Okay. Hi, it's Peggy from Wisconsin. And the content of the show is great, but I just had to call because you guys laugh. And I partially listen to the show because it just makes me feel good. And I was on this tremendously long drive yesterday and was stopped due to an accident for a long time. And you were laughing, and I was laughing too. So thank you for the content and your laughter. Bye-bye. Oh, Isn't that nice? Peggy! <laughs> I don't, oh. <laughs> I like the idea of all of us laughing together, Peggy. I know. That is, that's, that's delightful. I'm glad that we're all laughing uh, with each other. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm just laughing. Now, you got me laughing. You tickled me. All right. <laughs> Well, Peggy, thank you so much. Uh, this one was unsigned, but uh, it, it, it's an email. It says, I work with a super sweet guy. He wants to put all his time into saving the world, which as, as a Christian these days means he wants to stop child sex trafficking. Mm. That's a good thing. You should want to stop that. Hundreds and hundreds of hours are put into his reputable organization in hopes of saving maybe one kid. One time, we spent literally hours figuring out which websites to monitor for any clues of those bad groups. Oh, that sounds like terrible work. And the entire time in the back of my head, I was thinking, I know of several websites that we could get a lot more than just one trafficker. Hell, we could catch so many sex offenders. It'd be like shooting fish in a barrel. Catholic.org, SBC.org, <laughs> PickYourMegaChurch.org. Mm. In the words of Dan, because here's the thing, the same leaders that profess a Q, the QAnon ideals that the world is going to shit because of some child sex trafficking, baby, oh, because of some sex trafficking, baby blood drinking liberals, those same QAnon leaders are actually doing the exact stuff that they say the bad guys are doing. You know, that has been so often the, the case. That has been so yeah. clearly often the case that it's it's kind of true. Like, I'm not saying that uh, everyone who's talking a lot about sex trafficking is engaged in it, but the ones who are yelling the loudest about it, it does make one wonder. Well, it's definitely not surprising when they're caught. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like at yeah, all. when 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 <laughs> yeah, and and if it's not yeah, I I feel like, like like I don't want one to mean the other in my head. Like I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but sure, it's definitely not surprising. Yeah. All right. Well, we have some folks to thank. I'm gonna start us off. Uh, Albert is a new is a new PayPal patron. Uh, a new deacon nice. in our in our beautiful priesthood. So thank you so much, Albert. And do you have anybody to thank? I do indeed, Dan. Uh, we have three new patrons over on Patreon. We have a new deacon by the name of Robert. 
Robert. So welcome, Robert. Congratulations. Um, we have a new elder by the name of Michael. Peace be upon Thank him. <laughs> and we have a new uh, patriarch, I believe, Ooh. Uh, by the name of Jenny. So wow. thank you one and all uh, for your kind support of the show. We sure do appreciate it. Um, and uh, if you'd like to join them, please go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. And Dan, as always, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. So, Dan, yes. um, there was a, uh, apparently this got shared with you, um, from some listeners this week. Uh, also, I found it as well on the Washington post, um, and sent it to you about, and it's this opinion piece. It's sort of a, a guest essay. Um, I believe she's cited as a contributing columnist. Yes. Um, and, uh, the it's, it's titled America doesn't need more God. It needs more atheists. Um, and that How dare she? Eye. How dare she? <laughs> that, that caught my eye. And, uh, and I read the whole thing. And it is, I'm going to say this for anybody who goes out and looks for this. It is, it, it, give yourself a good, a good little while to read it. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. She, she really gets into it. And I, I so often with like longer pieces, I hate to admit this, but there's a point where I'm just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, exactly. and, I just, and I move on. Right. Like you, this is you kind s- of, you start to scan what the next like big <laughs> yeah. letter headlines are and then you move. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Right. I read, I read the whole thing. I thought that she, she just made one great point after another. And it was just such a, and it's, it's a lot of stuff that we talk about on the show, but she, she ties it together in this like really wonderful way. Her name's Kate Cohen. Uh, she talks about being a parent and kind of accepting her atheism um, while parenting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and talks about uh, sort of the growth of, of the atheist numbers in this country yeah. and kind of what that means. And she, she just connects some things really nicely um, and ties it all into the, you know, the need for atheists to come out. She acknowledges that not everybody's in a position to, but if you can, the time is now. We need visibility. And, the, and we're such a large percentage of the country at this point. Yeah. Um, she points out that um, we need to start finding each other in public, really, right? Like we need to start yeah. being vocal so that, the, the people, so maybe you live in a part of the country where there's enough atheists where an, an atheist could actually openly run for, for office. Right. And it, it and it just not be a thing. Um, well, and she, one of the things that I, that struck me about this, because listen, there are a lot of articles that come out with the word atheist in the headline. And then I read it mm. and I'm like, either that article feels 20 years behind the times Mm. Uh, and it, you know, it's like, oh yeah, look at all, look at, you know, Sam Harris and, and Christopher Hitchens or whatever. And it's like, come on guys. Or it's like, there's, there's a thousand reasons why atheist articles in mainstream publications can be very annoying. 
Mm-hmm. This one, this one nails it all the way across the board. She's constantly hitting it exactly right. She mentions, for instance, the fact that in you know when you ask in a poll, "Are you an atheist?" you get these mm-hmm. wildly under uh, representative numbers because mm-hmm. people are still afraid. And she talks about people still being afraid of that term mm-hmm. and people still yeah. being bigoted about that word. And so, you, you know, people you don't even let their brains go to that word, even if that's truly the best word to describe themselves. Yeah. They, 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 ha- it hasn't even occurred to them that they should use it because, right. because they don't want to be associated with all the things, all of the baggage, uh, right. the social baggage that that word carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it, you're right to say that it, she nails the moment, I think. And part yeah. of that is also, she talks about the political climate of the country, right? And the, the, the risks that the, our democracy are currently under and that, yeah. um, Christian nationalists would, um, would undermine our, our democratic institutions if given the chance, um, and more than they already have. Right. Um, it will and, continue to undermine. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's a time where we kind of need to get to work, right. As atheists, because in a, in a, in a sense, we, we all, we, we grew up with a nominally secular America, Right. Like we have, we, we all know where religion intrudes into uh, public life and into government and, and whatnot. But, but on the, the functioning of it was basically secular, right? Um, even if the actors within the system were religious and, and very willing to talk openly about their Christianity and, you know, whatnot, but it but, but the country, the, the system is secular, right? Yeah. And that is under attack right now. It is slipping away if yeah. we're not very careful. And it's time for atheists and, and people who believe in secularism in general to take action and to get involved. Like it is yeah. like we've talked about this a lot and it's, it's strange. Two years ago or th- four years ago, I never could have understood how the risk to the nation and to our, our systems could possibly be ratcheted up any worse than it was. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and that we would be there and that we would yeah. be in this, in this place when I, I mean, I, 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 okay. I love watching the, 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 the Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> face some of the 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 consequences right all these court cases against him like oh my god there's just a little part of me that's just fucking loving it right like it's just the best thing best thing ever it needs it's not happening quickly enough it needs to go quicker (laughs) but like it's it's in one way it's a delight the other side of it is he is unhinged more whatever little hinge he had left it is gone right (laughs) there is no hinge the, the, and the, the most terrifying quote of the week uh, was the one about um, immigrants uh, poisoning the blood of the nation or something Yikes, like that. This is, yeah. a, this is a line essentially from Mein Kampf, right? Like the, the, this is, this is a, 
Yeah. That line is, and he, like, like the man went out and read Mein Kampf all of a sudden, right? Like some, he has people who are feeding him some of the most poisonous and incredibly terrifying stuff that, yeah. uh, uh, that, that, that has ever gotten as close as he's getting to being back in the White House, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm truly... 100% terrified and I don't mean to spread my how terrified I am to everybody but uh, actually I kind of do it is a terrifying moment right yeah it, it is um it is one where Americans who think the way that that you and I do Dan and that I know that a lot of our listeners most of our listeners do I'm sure we got we got to get to work and it can feel so daunting and everything this is just about getting involved this is about getting involved the ways that you can it's about being visible and having some of those tough conversations about who you are right yeah. because the more that we can normalize atheism and this is kind of the point right the more that it's normalized the more that we can kind of start to really live in an atheist and secular america corner of america Right. Yeah. And, and that's the point. Like we outnumber as a group, evangelical Christians. Right? Yeah. We outnumber, we outnumber Catholics. Them. We outnumber yeah. Mormon, like n name the single group. And yeah. unless you're saying like, you know, Christians as a whole, we don't outnumber them, but we, we outnumber the, ter the truly terrifying ones. Yes. We outnumber them. Yeah. We don't. The problem is that we, are not, uh, you know, they're loud and they've been mm -hmm. loud for forever and we right. aren't loud. We don't, we, you know, we don't go to the town halls and say, Hey, right. We're here and I need you to acknowledge that we're here and ask you, you know, person who is, who is meant to represent us or who is running for office. Do you recognize that you must also be representing those who don't believe the same that you believe we're a voting block and you need yeah. to honor us and you need to rec recognize us. The irony of what you're saying though, Dan is that atheists as a, as a group are amongst the most politically engaged yes. people in the country, right? We're just not visible is the right. problem. We're, we just and don't announce our, 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 our atheism we just need to be fighting for secularism, right? Like yeah. Yeah. you don't have to go trudging into the room and announcing, Hey, I'm an atheist, everybody. Woo. Look at me. But let me tell you, if you start talking about secularism, right? If you get up at the town hall meeting and you talk about the, the values and the importance of living in a, in, in a, in a secular society, in a secular city, maybe. Right. Yeah. And, and that's your city government shouldn't be, you know, endorsing these prayers and, and that's like, Jesus Christ, that's the least of our worries, right? Is <laughs> right. whether somebody's praying at the beginning of a meeting or not anymore. But like, these are, this is where you start, right? You go to these meetings, you start speaking up and you start espousing the, and, and, and talking and naming the values that you find important. You're going to start yeah. finding each other, right? We're going to start finding each other. Yeah. So it's true. I don't know. It, and it, and it's a, now, I, I do want to say, I do think that there's value in getting up in front of people and saying, I'm an atheist, 
You know what I mean? Like oh. when, that's one of the things that that I encourage. If you have the ability to, if you're safe to do so, if you you know, if you won't be absolutely you, you know if you're going to be fully ostracized yeah. from your community that's yeah. it's it may not be worth it to you and that's okay but if you can do it yeah get up there and tell them get up there and uh let them know that that they've got that, that they've got people that will be voting yeah and and they will be uh held accountable to them well, yeah, it may have, there might actually be real value to saying, hey, I'm an atheist and I know I speak for a lot of other atheists who aren't speaking up, right? Yeah. And, and maybe talk, maybe just be like, hey, I've, I've seen the, I don't know if you've seen the poll numbers or not recently, but yeah. we're a huge block and we care about secular democracy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, defeating. We, we need to, we need to start trick. a TGIA super pack. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm uh, interested <laughs> indeed um well, right. anyway dan i everybody um seriously it, i guess it's probably behind like a paywall or whatnot but if you can go find it if you subscribe to the washington post go go read the article it's it's it's, uh, it's lovely or or yeah. actually you can there's even a you can have the the author read it to you that's one of the options there so that's kind of nice what yeah, oh, it takes cool. 23 minutes for Kate Cohen to get through her own thing out loud. So just <laughs> buckle in. Well, if you would like to tell us about uh, your experience in the political realm as an atheist, or if you'd like to talk to us about anything, please feel free to write into us. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address. Or if you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail message, we'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.